TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 445. Can you believe it? And I am here Lovely. with Australia's number one wellness expert. He is shaking in his boots. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Hello, great man. Hello, great man. I was wondering where you were going to go with that. I'll tell you what, it was a shaky start to the day. I've got to tell you, uh, we uh, had um, the great... Um, Magic Bell's cleaning over here this morning is cleaning our house. Um, we keep a clean house, but we wanted to, you know, you always get it cleaned even more because people see stuff that you don't see. And so Bell came over, and then all of a sudden the place started shaking. I was like, what's going That's on? That's a deep clean. Deep clean. <laughs> She's really cleaning hard, scrubbing hard. I thought we don't need to get the oven cleaned today, Bell. I looked up, and she wasn't there. And, uh, and so <laughs> she came out from the bathroom, and I thought, Gee, you really made a difference in the bathroom, Belle. And uh, but it wasn't that either. We were having an earthquake, and uh, and that came all the way from near Bright. The cola is what Krista tells us, um, which is amazing. Um, but uh, uh, Amber was on a call. She was on the call to her boss Kevin, and Kevin said, "Oh my gosh, did you feel that?" And Amber goes, "I'm in the middle of it. I can feel it." <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, this is." So we went down the fire escape, went outside, and people were going, "Oh, sorry, I forgot my mask." I said, "Don't worry about the mask. At least you got here safely." And um, here we are. Here we are what, in one piece. Melbourne, Melbourne, the place to be. Can't go inside. Can't stay inside because <laughs> there's an earthquake. Can't go outside because you could get the virus. Melbourne, yeah, rumours of a two-week lockout for all residents of Victoria to get, stay out of their their potentially fragile uh, homes because we don't want anyone to suffer any injuries. But in all seriousness, good no, to no, know. One more, thing, one more thing, and that is that helmets have now been mandated <laughs> and they must be worn both indoors and outdoors <laughs> just in case, just in case of an earthquake. And as well as that, you cannot take your helmet off to drink alcohol. That's important to well, understand. My yeah. kids are going to send down their <laughs> knee pads and elbow pads to my family just to make sure they're safe because yeah, you look, never know in the middle of an earthquake what random parts of the body could get knocked over. But in right. all seriousness, yes. nice to know that all Victorians are safe and it was a, a 6.0. Now, this was a few weeks ago by the time people okay. listen to this, but, you know, uh, we, we, it, we were both saying before we recorded that it's actually really nice to see people joking and the memes are coming out and Dan Andrews on the phone saying, bring in the earthquake, and these are all coming in. <laughs> Literally 30 seconds after the the earth has quaked, it's already starting to um, come aboard. But we've got some big issues to talk about today, Damo. One of our loyal listeners, and we do encourage uh, listener viewer participation by way of throwing us your questions, and if we feel like we can answer them, we will. And we've got to give a big shout-out to Bronwyn Leister, because I, I reckon she's, she's one of those. She's just she, joined she us. Oh, that's so good. She's on the she's Facebook Live so at 100 Not Out. Well, yeah. I just want to say, Bronwyn might be in that exclusive club of someone that's been to Wellness Summit, so been to real-life events, and listened to maybe all 446 episodes of 100 Not Out. There's a few in that exclusive club, and I reckon yeah. Bronwyn might be one of them. She sent a question, Helen which 
Helen Pocock would be close, I reckon. Summer. Um, Summer would be up there. No, I reckon Summer's very detail-oriented. She would have. Um, In order, too, I reckon. Krista. Yeah, but if you weren't wearing a nice shirt Barbie. on any of those episodes, then she I, may well, not I have. know. A lot of those shirts I've handed over to you, by the way. Which actually, I was trying some of them on just yesterday because we're – we're getting ready to move house in five or six yes. weeks. And so the decision yes. comes to declutter. And I want you to know, Damo, really important that I let you know this. I have kept every single one of the shirts that you have passed on. That's how good they are. They're probably 50 times better quality than the shirts I buy. So that might be uh, the reason why. But they all fit well, which is a good um, reference that I'm not putting on weight. But they fit yeah. well. And I'm, I'm very happy to have some of your great shirts. But We've got to get to Bronze question. It's a, it's a doozy. Yes. I've seen you uh, share or present on this a couple of times, so I think our listeners will get a lot of um, value out of this. Bronze says, hey, guys, sorry, been meaning to send this in for a bit. So if that's you, listeners, you can do the same as Bronze. Send it in. Better late than never. My question mm-hmm. is around organ removal. As Damo would know, I am a patient of his, and Bronze's been very happy to just let us quote her private information. Uh, I'm 44 next week. Happy birthday to Happy you, Bronze. Yes, Bron. Uh, well done. Um, and have to date had several organs removed. Stomach due to cancer, gallbladder, mm-hmm. appendix, and a full hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. What effect does organ removal have on longevity? As I've always thought everything works together and has a function and a place, particularly the stomach and the gallbladder. I'm surprised how well and healthy I live without them, but it does concern me that it has shortened my life. A big thanks to Damo for his awesome guidance. I look forward to your discussion on this one. Cheers, Bron. What a question and how honest. And thank you, Bron, because I think people are going to love this discussion. Yes. Okay. Where do we start? You want a whiteboard. I know you want a whiteboard and a marker because I've seen you draw this out and it's incredible. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's really – it's almost impossible to predict um, longevity – um, at the best of times, you know, like there's w- what we know through doing 100 Not Out is there's recipes and principles, and Pratesh will come to your principles at some point in the future. Um, but there are principles um, of longevity that we've been able to identify that the centenarians, or at least the people that are getting old and doing well getting old, th- that they live to and that they, you know, that they aspire to. Um, do on a daily basis things that they do so not necessarily uh, routines not necessarily life hacks or biohacks or anything like that but there's some things that they do now even if you consider all of those things they're not the only ones that are doing those things but they just happen to be successfully aging and they're doing those things so can we say that that's causative or is that just a coincidence like they happen to be doing the same thing as joe blow who died at 60 um, but now they're 100 and whatever um we look at jean calmont um smoking for a long time in her life um in her mum and her shared life um they both smoked for a long time (laughs) but how do we know my grandfather smoked until he was 80 something um, which meant that he'd smoked for 70-something years, and he made it to 99 years and 350 days. So he did a bloody good job to get there. Here's the thing that I know, is that the moment you are conceived, you have 100% intelligence in your body, and we call that innate intelligence. And the innate intelligence within your body will continue to help you heal and grow and live and learn for as long as you enable that to take place. Now, if you chop off an arm, 
you will still have 100% intelligence within your body for what you have left in your body. If you have to lose a stomach or you lose some organs or whatever, then you have 100% intelligence for what you have left in your body. This is really important to understand because the body will always continue to strive to survive and live and thrive, right? This is what it wants to do, um, regardless of its limitations of matter. So the limitation of matter being brought about by the um, removal of organs um, or the obstruction of flow, whatever it might be. In this case, in what Bron's talking about, um, she's she's had some organs removed. Now, there could be some implication for absorption, potentially, and digestion, possibly. Some of that we can circumnavigate, we can get around. Um, and there could be some um, issue with hormone production because the uterus has been removed, and so the, potentially um, that could impact you. Um, but that also could be circumnavigated. There's some interventions that can be used to assist the body to continue to be well and, and stay really well. So that may not actually affect your longevity. In fact, you might still outlive some of your friends um, by miles just because you live a quality lifestyle, one that has purpose and engagement and movement, which appear to be the three things that all of the centenarians that we've interviewed have in common. And when you look at the blue zones with what um, Dan Buten had looked at, he identified that those three common traits uh, were the most outstanding things in, in the set of data that he had. As a but you know, from a food perspective, it was everyone ate a legume, but that's not going to keep you living to a hundred. So it's probably these other behaviours, right? So Brian, I would say, um, I would, um, I would be confident in saying that you have every right and every potential to live as long as you can possibly live and want to live with the with, with the a purposeful living with movement and engagement, and and that's what I'd say, and. And to that end, I can't necessarily say and, – and, you know, Bron, you and I have done some blood tests. We know what your blood levels are of certain types of vitamins and minerals, and we can cir circumnavigate, you know, absorption issues and digestion issues and all that sort of stuff, and we can fix a lot of that stuff. So you would think that that should make things pretty good for you, right? But there's other things that might take people out, um, and I don't think that organ removal is necessarily one of those things that would, that would because you've had organs removed, make you live less. Um, I think that there'd be other factors that are between the ears that would make you live less if you had organs removed, if that makes sense. That's a great response. And there's a couple of things in there that I'd love to just bring up with you, Damo. The first one is, and I'm pretty sure you may have spoken in these terms, but I wrote it down as you were talking that uh, it's only challenge that builds resilience. You can't get uh, resilience from winning all the time. You can only um, become resilient by going through tough things and I yep. always remember Alice Hurt Sommer, who was the oldest um, female survivor of the Holocaust before she died, age 110. She often spoke about the, um, you know, it wasn't an organ for memory, but she definitely had a tumor removed from her body in her 90s, I think it was. And yes. everyone thought she would die and she made a full recovery. Well, and, um, yeah. and I just wanted to say that to Bron that. I think that attitude is so important in these things. And you seem, Bron, to be someone that just has such a great attitude, regardless of if they cut every organ out of your body, you'd still find a way to uh, have a strong mindset. <laughs> yes. But it also reminds yeah. me of um, Norman Doidge's work, which comes up a lot in chiropractic yes. circles of just his work is, is often around the brain, but any of us that just have some appreciation for the body would know that that, that extrapolates to all parts of the body. And if you haven't consumed his stuff, 
Bron, I think you would, of, of all people, would love it. That his yeah. main publication, The Brain That Changes Itself, is widely um, respected and, and admired for just giving people the confidence that despite some major physical traumas and, and other challenges that they may have experienced, the body has this, as Damo mentioned at the beginning, this incredibly innate intelligence to function at a high level when given the the right environment. So um, I hope that that helps, Bron. Damo, what I would love is... Can on- I just go back? Can yeah, I yeah. take a step back? And yep. what I really want to just uh, reveal here is that what I shared with you is a philosophy, right? And it's important to understand that philosophy isn't science. In fact, like the whole art and science and philosophy of what it is that we all do in our life and the way in which we, we live our life and the judgment calls we make and the way in which we decide to... Um, eat or move or consume or engage, that's all based on a philosophy. It's also based on knowledge, which is science. Um, and then we, the way in which we do it is the art. And, you know, So we all do that. And so what I shared with you was a philosophy. There's no science that innate intelligence is there. However, there's observation that innate intelligence exists, and that might not then mean that there's a randomized placebo-controlled study that actually proves that it's there. However, if somebody is alive right now and then moments later they're dead, what is the difference? What actually stopped? Can you say that, yeah, it was the heart that stopped? Well, what caused the heart to stop? And what's different if that person is lying there weighing 68 kilograms dead and they're alive and they weighed 68 kilograms? So what what's the difference? And the difference is the organization and the energy source within the body, which is what we call innate intelligence. And so the innate intelligence from a chiropractic perspective, and we don't own the term, but we talk about the term, um, refers to um, the the ability of the body to continue to heal and regenerate and stay alive. So that's a philosophical construct. So please don't um, mix my words up with a scientific explanation of this. Um, This is observational and philosophical, and there's an art component to it. And and th- there's no scientific explanation as to the reason why people die, just like that. Mm. Um, Oops. and so I can't explain that to you. Just wanted to share that with you, everybody, please. Great comment. Um, so Damo, I'd love to just spend the last five or six minutes of this episode on the quality of life factor um, yes. that organ removal has for some people and not for others. Um, and this comes down to that cascade of effects that you go through. And I'm sure we've done it on previous episodes, but I would not know where. Um, would you be happy just to give people, uh, and I know it'd be a summarized version, but you know, I've had my appendix out. I've had my tonsils out. So that's right. My tonsils out when I was two or three, when it was the fad, I had my appendix out after a big night out on the gas at a school reunion. Um, and I know that you've spoken and I know that you've drawn the human body and you've spoken about this. Can you share just a brief, um, cascade of of potential impacts when certain parts of the body do get removed yeah absolutely yeah so that you know with regards to taking out immune organs and that sort of stuff yeah the 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 ones that are more common like uh, again from memory you speak about tonsils adenoids adenoids, appendix maybe gallbladder um just i think people find it fascinating more than anything yeah for sure I just want to answer Summer's question because Summer's sent through a question, uh, uh, isn't it telomeres um, that they cease reproducing? In other words, um, telomeres telomeres cause a person to die or, you know, I think you're saying the shortening of telomeres, which is the DNA strands, um, their bodies to degenerate. Yes, 
to some extent, that is true, Summer. However, um, somebody at the age of, say, 60 years old playing tennis on the tennis court, otherwise really fit and well, um, serves the ball, goes in for the smash volley, and then dies of a heart attack, bang, just like that. Um, that's not the absence of telomere function. Um, that's something else that actually happened. Why did that person die? Yes, it's heart attack, but why did the heart just fail? Um, had the telomeres stopped working? No, they hadn't. They were all still there. The DNA is still good. No, the body it was only half of its perpetual potential age, right? So it's not necessarily telomeres. A lot of people try to go, well, the longevity piece is about the length of your telomeres, but it's not – I think that's a bit – it's not your fault mm. that – this is a great question, Summer, is what I'm saying. It's not your fault that you asked that question, but I don't think it's telomeres. It's that simple. There's something else that's going on. Wendy says, I had a discussion with my brother who said, we don't die from old age. We die from something else like disease. Well, that's more common that we do die from disease. Um because diseases these days, chronic diseases and and autoimmune disease and, and infection and all those sorts of things, that is potentially true. But I can tell you um, of the passing of a great friend of ours on 100 Not Out, only moments ago, she didn't die from a disease. She died peacefully with her uh, children by her side holding her hand. She just started to wear out and then she slipped passed away. on, mm. gone, slipped away. That's old age. Um, Isabel Wallace. Amber's grandmother turned 100, no disease, just slipped away and died. That's what happens. Like, so some people, this will happen for, to them. Um, we know that with the great Dexter Kruger, he didn't have a disease. He literally just, his heart just stopped ticking. He just kind of ran out of puff. Um, and he was going, great guns. You know, we spoke about this in our most recent podcast. He, he was going, great guns. And then... He wasn't going great guns and he was gone. So people just kind of just run out. Our bodies mm-hmm. just, in some cases, just wear out. Um, just like you said there, Wendy, um, some people, in fact, probably more than not, will probably succumb to some kind of a disease. You're right. And I think but, just in our modern times, you know, uh, not not to put it on modern medicine, but we don't, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as natural causes or old age on a death certificate anymore. They're not allowed to put it. There has no. to be some... I'm not being conspiracy theorist on this. It's not my point at all. But there has to be a label. There has to be a yeah. a, a cause of death that is that is not as abstract as or um, oldness, as my kids would put it. Did they die of oldness? Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's so not nice. allowed to put that on a document anymore. Hence why are they not? Is that true? Are they not allowed to put that in there? Um, yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm quite sure that oh, I'm happy to uh, do a little bit of research mm. on it. But I'll be quite sure that that is the case. Hmm. Natural causes hmm. is no longer a cause of death. Right. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, Bron says she's lost her audio. She can't hear us, but I don't know if that's the case because I can still hear you, big guy. So yeah. I'll just keep on going because the recording will be right. So um, I talk about the removal of the immune glands. Uh, and so often I'll talk about the removal of the adenoids, um, which is the immune system of our upper respiratory kind of in through our sinus. That's our immune system there. Now, it's not the only immune system in that area, but it's the bulk of the immune system. It's the lymphatic organs of that area. Thanks, Wendy. And and then you could also remove the tonsils at the back of the throat, and that's the lymphatic glands of the tonsils. Sorry, of the of the um, throat. So you've got the nasopharynx, you've got the throat, and so these lymphatic glands have large amounts of lymph system or lymphatic 
cells in there that have immediate responses to the environment, whatever you breathe in through the nose, uh, whatever you eat, whatever you breathe in through the mouth, whatever you drink, they all get exposed. These things get exposed to um, the immune system and that mounts a response to it. And then based on how overcharged your um, immune system is or how much you oversensitize your immune system will determine the behavior of either the adenoids in terms of their growth or the tonsils in terms of their immediate response and potentially also growth. So in some cases, those organs get removed. That doesn't necessarily mean that your immune system has gone, but it just means that your immune system has to work harder in other areas within your body. And so then we would go, well, what else could there be that might get removed? And we talk about the gallbladder could get removed. Um, and so the gallbladder is often removed because it gets inflamed or it gets stones or muck or whatever else is in there. And so that might get removed um, and that would impair digestion of fats. So can we still digest fats? The answer is yes. Is it as efficient? No, it's not as efficient. Is our immune system affected? Yes, it's affected. Do we lose our immune system? No, we don't. Do we still mount an immune response? Yes. Is it the same? No, it's it's different. So when you lose your um, adenoids or when you lose your tonsils, your immune system will be altered and its response will be altered in that area. It'll be different. Mm. When you lose your gallbladder, your digestion will be impacted. No doubt about it. And as a result of that, the way in which your body then deals with um, digestion is circumnavigated. Like you now start to use your pancreatic um, enzymes more um, you'll use saliva and hydrochloric acid more and you'll need to find ways to get around the absence of digestion that's aided by the storage of bile in, in the gallbladder um, and then the release of bile by the gallbladder into the bile duct and then into the small intestine and the duodenum. Digestion won't be the same and as a result, absorption won't be the same and as a result, um, your body's exposure to different parts of food whether it be a protein, carbohydrate, or fat, is at different stages in the digestive system. And the response or the reaction of your body to those food particles is different. And so your immune response could be over-exaggerated or over-sensitive in the gut um, as a result of things being removed. Or the last bastion of the immune system that's removable um, is the appendix and so many people might get an appendicitis and they'll have that removed and then all you've got then is a massive amount of immunity which where 80 percent of your lymphatic tissue actually lives is in your gastrointestinal system you now have a lymphatic system that's hyper responsive immediately to the food that you're exposing it to or to the environment that you're creating because of all the other parts of the body that have been affected the overreaction is in the gut. And so that's what I talk about, Pearson. And, and, you know, and I suppose the reason why I talk about that is to talk about how there's a cascade of intervention. Once one domino falls, the next domino will fall, the next domino will fall, the next domino will fall. And as a result of that, there's symptoms associated with that. And you need to alter your lifestyle, you need to alter your behavior or alter your diet or whatever it is to make sure that you circumnavigate um, a way to manage what's actually been going on. Oh, it's a great response and you nailed it. You did that in four and a half minutes and normally you <laughs> you do that in about 45 minutes uh, in a real-life event and I thank you for just being so clear and crisp and even uh, yeah, Bron is on saying, so interesting that since my stomach removal, I haven't been sick once, no colds, flu or gastro bugs at all and I think what you're saying, Damo, what Bron's saying here is that the body does have an innate an incredibly intelligent way of adjusting to the environment that it finds itself in. And I think there's no um, 
You know, no greater. Um, I loved. I just love that lifestyle evidence that Bron is suggesting that you don't need to do a double-blind placebo-controlled study to see that it is real. That innate intelligence works in the most remarkable ways when mm-hmm. a human being has had their stomach removed and mm-hmm. they can still adjust and her immune system can still function. Um. Um, even though it's not in, I just find that mind blowing and incredible. And just, I often say to myself, like the body can be so forgiving. Yeah, um, it's not totally. the right term, but you know what I mean. It just is incredible that you can have that removed and still function. And then Bron says, my top tip if you want optimal health, work with Damo. And that is a great way to wrap up this episode because. No, please don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because there's find don't... someone you trust. Find someone you trust. It doesn't please and it doesn't have to be me. Um, I love working it's with you. It's because he's full. It's because he's full. That's why. Yeah, I love working yeah. with you, Bron. And I'll keep working with you, Bron. But please don't come to me, everybody. <laughs> there's plenty of great people out there that can help you out. And it's Bron's innate. It's her innate that actually keeps her going. And I just helped that. Oh, there's just been a rush of attendances of of viewers on this Facebook Live because I feel like people now think they can come and work with you, Damo, and they're all (laughs) wanting to get in and get in line. I think he's booked out for the next seven years, folks. But if you can, a lot of golf to play, a lot of golf to play. And um, but in all seriousness, if you want to uh, see Damo's team. In real life, then you've got to head on down to Vita Lifestyles in the wonderful suburb of Sandringham in Melbourne. You can find out more at damienchristoph.com or check out Vita Lifestyles. Um, for myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Uh, this have, you is- got, have you got Marcus's book yet? I want to ask, have you got Marcus's book? Because <laughs> everyone comes into my practice and say, can I buy a copy of Marcus's book? I go, yes, absolutely. Someone the other day, Piercey, I have to tell you, yeah. did a deal with me. I want to tell you all about uh, Roland Williams because – he said, I love that book. That was so good. And he bought three and bought it for his mates. But as he's walking out, he goes, Damo, if I buy three, can I have them at a discount? And I'm like, oh, man, I can't make that call. I'm not selling these books for me. I'm selling for Marcus. He goes, Marcus won't mind. Anyway, so like, there's people out there trying to get these their, their hands on these books because they are red hot. Roland, who has read Michelle Obama, Ronald Reagan, um, Ricky Ponting, um, who are some of the other greats? Who's a um, Nelson Mandela? Yeah, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. He said, he said, this was the best self-help book he's ever read. He said it. There are his words. And I asked Roland to make a video to say that so that I could send it to you, and I'll get that. But that's from Roland Williams, and um, he bought three. Everybody, so great Christmas gift to give to people. Um, I've given one to my mum. Um, and I've given heaps away actually, but I do love it, and a lot of people have been buying it. So please get on board and buy them. That is incredibly kind. I have an email from Roland. I didn't know when I I saw this email. Yes, um, that that Roland was a practice member of yours, Uh, and Uh I'm literally due to reply to his email today. And he he emailed me saying, probably the best book I've read on a holistic approach to leading the best life that you can. It touches on all the significant and critical facets to make it possible. It also poses all the right questions to enable you to determine how to do it. And then he's given me three book recommendations um, <laughs> at the same time. And I was like, what a magnificent man. And yeah. I didn't know that he was a practice member. So very yeah. kind yeah. of you, Roland, and thanks for the love. And thank you, Damo, for the love. And I see some beautiful comments in the in the chat thread there. That's very kind to everyone that has supported the book. And I'm 
uh, eternally grateful. Yeah, uh, it's a great book. It's a great read. Um, I can't wait for the next book, you see, because um, if my life has become this good as a result of reading that book, I can't read for the, wait for the next book. Oh, to we've see we've how just got to do another podcast been. for another seven years and do another big bunch of interviews and, Woo. you know. <laughs> Get some more wisdom. Unbelievable. <laughs> so unbelievable. Well done, PC. Yeah. So uh, good. good so Thanks good. Bestseller right there. Bestseller right there. Yeah. Well, you're all wonderful. I'm getting a bit self-conscious now, so I'll wrap up this episode uh, and thank everyone who's listened to 100 Not Out over the years. Let us know if you have listened to all four, four, six episodes. We might just have to give you a medal. Uh, but thanks, Damo. Thanks to all the love from our wonderful 100 Not Out community. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.